Welcome to Life Skills for Kids, Superstar Practical Strategies, your go-to podcast for surviving and thriving with your children. I'm your host, Deb Hopper, and as a parent and an occupational therapist, I understand the reality of getting through each day with the kids. Join me as we delve into tips, tricks, and strategies that you can use today. Hey there, and welcome to the Life Skills for Kids podcast. And today I have a very special guest, Andrew Pratt. This is your second interview. Welcome back, Andrew. Thanks for having me back. Thanks for having me back. It's wonderful to be here again. Great. Now tell us a little bit about yourself and refresh us, you know, who you are and what you do for work. My name's Andrew Pratt, obviously. We've already done that. I'm a Seventh-day Adventist pastor in the Mid-North Coast region. I've got two churches and obviously we've already covered before in the last podcast that I was on, so you can have a listen to that, but I've got high-functioning autism, had that my entire life, obviously, and journeyed through that and now I'm navigating that in a pastoral setting as a church pastor and pastoral carer for people. And that brings with it a whole other wealth of challenges. So, yeah. Yeah. So that must be a very busy role, Andrew. It is. I'm meant to be winding up for Christmas break as we're recording it. And that hasn't really happened yet. So hopefully today I can wrap up those final details and take some time away and turn the phone off. Yes, yes, it's been very busy. And so this will be going to air in January, partway through the school holidays. And so today we're going to talk about self-care for adults because, you know, whether we're wrapping up for the holidays, whether we are in the middle of the holidays or whether, you know, we're trying just to do that regular self-care from, you know, from week to week, from month Mm. to month, we need to try and make this a priority, which is really, really hard when there's, pressures pulling us from work from home yeah so tell us a bit about do you get to really you know unplug to really you know do some serious self-care for yourself or how does that work for you like in your in your busy role where it's I imagine it's difficult to have boundaries because people are calling you all the time Mm. as a church minister yeah yeah Uh, so you alluded to the fact that it's really difficult as a church minister to have boundaries. That's probably one of the key things is you can put as many boundaries in in my role, but people still step over those. Someone messaged me at half past seven in the morning the other day, or call me, sorry, while I was still sitting in bed and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not answering this phone call. So putting boundaries in place I've found has been the key to self-care. And that goes for whether you're in your job or even in your home. You've got to put boundaries in place. And if you're in a marriage like I am, even we've still got to separately sometimes go and do things ourselves. Alone time, you time is essential. Mm-hmm. So what I've found is in my role, I've got one day a week other than Sunday I take off as much as I can. And sometimes that doesn't happen because of events and things like that. So I might take extra time elsewhere to really manage my own personal downtime. Because if I don't have the downtime, I can't look after people because I'm naturally mm-hmm. introvert. And I'm on when I'm with people. And so I've got to go and retreat. And that's doubly so with high-functioning autism, as you can probably imagine. So, yeah, I put in significant boundaries. I actually very clear with my communication, like, sorry, I can't attend that event because it's my date night with my wife, which with her job, that hasn't really happened as much as we'd like. So, yeah, we struggle with self-care. It's something that we are constantly battling with because I'm naturally inclined to be a workaholic as is my wife, Michaela. She's naturally inclined to be a workaholic. So we intentionally have to say, no, we are going 
up to Port Macquarie today or we're going out for a date today. Yeah, it doesn't happen as much as I'd like, but it's mm. something that we are we're working on. Yeah, and for many of our listeners, they are often, you know, working part-time parenting and in the school holidays, it's a real juggle to do that. And I like we've had school holidays the public school's been off for two days now and already I am noticing the difference, the change in the pull of how much kids need you um, as I balance, you know, being at work, which has been very full on. <laughs> and, you know, having that downtime at home is even less because they've been at home and they really want to connect, you know, when you get home, mum this or mum that, what are you doing tomorrow? And for me, like this morning I got up at quarter past five and I went for a long walk on the beach <laughs> with the dog because I just needed some quiet space with like nobody around. <laughs> and I feel much yeah. better after that. <laughs> yeah, I completely get that. I remember being at home during school holidays with mum and my mum's someone like is like me. She needs just that time where she's just doing nothing. So she'd retreat to the bedroom where inevitably Madison and I would come and dive on the bed and annoy her. So um, I remember many a time where there'd be locked doors in different places just because mum needed mum time. And that's completely fair because we all need to be able to recharge. And for me as a pastor coming from a, a spiritual care perspective, mm. where there's a pattern and this is kind of a bit religious, but there's a pattern in the Bible of self-care. Mm. Jesus, who obviously was a very real person that existed, even Josephus records that he has time where Jesus would just disappear mm. and be all by himself for hours or days even. And I think that's something that we need to look at. And there's modern research coming out now, particularly from people like Brené Brown, that's really saying, hey, we need to be vulnerable and admit we need us time. Yes, which is really hard in the juggle of life. Kids or no kids, there are pools, no matter which phase of life we're in, <laughs> to to really say, to value that self-care because we are so much better off after that. So tell me, lots of people find it hard to get that self-care and sometimes there's feelings of guilt for stopping. So do you have those feelings or, you know, can you talk about, a bit about that? Guilt when we try to take time is a massive thing. I feel it constantly. The other day I stopped for half the day and I had this constant urge to go and pick up my iPad and just keep on writing because I'm mm. trying to do a lot of writing this week for an event that's coming up and all my seminars for next year. And I just, I don't know. Mm. Sometimes I found myself where I go and jump in the car and I'll drive around town just to feel like I've done something and come home because I've just got this, intense urge to have to go and fulfill all these obligations I feel that are on me. And you might be at home with kids and you have that intense guilt. I've got to go and make sure they're having a fun holidays or we need to go out and do something. And so I, I have that battle. And so what I actually do is I have to, luckily I've got my wife, I can say, Hey, I'm feeling this way, but also I actually physically stop myself from doing those things. So sometimes I go and put my iPad in the bedroom and my laptop is off and I've only got my phone with me to control our Apple TV. Yep. <laughs> and I'll just sit there and I'll watch, I'll watch something, whether it be cricket yeah. or some sport or go for a walk you know, with the dog in the evening, which we do every evening, is our, our little routines. We find those little routines that force us to unplug. And like a fireman does when they walk inside, putting the coat at the door, 
Mm. And that's the day done. We've got to find out our method of doing that. And so for me, my method is one, we go for a walk, but two, I put my work technology mm. away from me, at least for a, a period of time before I can go and have some recreation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell me, how do you think your high-functioning autism impacts on being able to have downtime? Um, how, how do you think that's different to to others? I found whenever I attend a event with lots of pastors or other other professionals, we just talk about our oh, burnout and self care, but no one actually structures how to do that. Mm-hmm. I've never had anyone give me any structure around how to stop burnout and how to do self care. All I've had these people talk about it, and that's kind of where mm-hmm. we've gone so far. We've talked about it, haven't we? But I actually have to find myself to actually purposefully structure the time. Mm-hmm. there's a, a youtuber is going to sound very millennial and 21st gen z almost of me there's a youtuber named matt Devella, and he talks about minimalism but he also talks about self-care talks about business and talks about how he structures his time and he actually tracks every minute of his day mm-hmm. and structures and times in and says i'm going to have eight hours here with my wife and that is purposeful structure so sometimes mm-hmm. I actually have to find myself doing that and saying, hey, I'm going to have, Michaela gets home at 5.30. I'm going to have from 5.30 till 9 o'clock mm-hmm. with us. And yeah. I actually have to purposefully structure it. And maybe when you're at home at holidays with the kids, that's much more difficult, right? I don't have any kids, so I can't really speak to that. I do have my cat and my dog. That's about it. But <laughs> what I've found is even probably in that situation, you've actually got to structure and say, hey, okay, so the kids are going to be, they might have screen time for two hours maybe Mm -hmm. that two hours go be you whether it be having a bath or whether it be reading a book somewhere they'll be entertained for a couple of hours it isn't on you well my mom maybe was a bit harsh on me but it wasn't always on her to entertain me yeah i had to learn to entertain myself and i found that being bored as a kid was fine yeah mum could go and do some self-care as a Seventh-day Adventist, I have a 24 hours on Sabbath mm. where we unplug. And as a kid, I, I'd hate Sabbath afternoon because mum and dad would be sleeping, having a nap. Yeah. What do I do with that time? But mm. I was fine. I learned how to entertain myself. I became creative and that's how I made many of my creative outlets was having that time. And mm. I think that's healthy as a parent to realise that it's actually healthy for there not to be constant entertainment. It's healthy for my kid to unplug and complain that they're bored for a couple of hours. Absolutely. Yeah. And definitely even this morning, my son's like, you know, can I, what can I do, mum? And of course he wants screen time, whether it's, you know, looking up YouTube to figure out, you know, some craft to do. You know, he loves watching replays of the block and different things shows on TV. <laughs> but I said, anyone to go to a friend's house that he, wanted, that he went to yesterday? And I said, no, he, look, he's got a different friend coming over today. So we've invited another friend to come over this afternoon to watch the cricket because their favourite team's playing. Um, and sixes. Sorry? Yeah, six, yeah, Go six. to sixes. <laughs> yes. And so that's one thing that he's got planned. You know, after 2 o'clock his friend's coming around. So he's got the whole morning and I said, you know, you can do something, but, you know, the first thing can't be a screen thing. And then he thought, oh, I might get that clay out I got for Christmas like two years ago. And so he's been downstairs, you know, with his hands full of clay, making a bowl or something, you know, for an hour, which is fantastic. So I think we just need to provide that structure, you know, 
a couple of things a day and then they can fill in the time with that's given you much more time one to probably work today but if you weren't yeah. working today you'd have that time to maybe go and clean something that makes you feel good or go and read a book or do some self-care time or go and do exactly. a seven minute workout or something yeah yeah and between things that I'm doing you know whether I'm working or having my own self-care like I'm having those regular touch bases so I will go down in between things and you know say hi give them a snack you know touch base so that they they know that I'm around you know even though I'm doing different things throughout the day my wife and I were chatting the other day about attention spans in our modern world and not just with adults but with kids as well um, and we've found this with self-care is that our attention spans have decreased. Yeah. And so that reduces the amount of self-care time we're doing for ourselves. Oh, I do that for half an hour and I'm done. And it's, and with kids as well, kids are watching short form format video a lot. So YouTube and TikTok, it's wherever you're anywhere from 30 seconds to five minutes and that's all they can handle. And with adults, we've been watching a lot of short form as well. And I found myself switching off watching my favorite TV show the other day after 10 minutes. So allowing that unstructured time as both as adults and as kids allows for our, not just, not just our attention spans to grow, but our ability to be more attentive people to, to grow. So we can actually be more attentive in what we're doing and give our attention to those things that we value rather than constantly switching between things, which I've found myself doing lately as well. Yeah. Because, you know, we do, we flick a lot, we scroll a lot on our phones or on our devices at work. We're flicking between, you know, I've got three screens up here at the moment. Mm -hmm. There is just so much information, so many emails, you know, coming in and we try and process things so quickly and our brain just gets faster and faster. And we need to have, you know, some regular time, whether it's, you know, a day, a whole day once a week or whether it's, you know, doing it in, you know, smaller chunks of half an hour here. Or even a few minutes, like sitting in the car for two minutes before you, and breathing before you actually go in after coming home from work. One of my mentors told me that on that day that I have off, I actually have to protect it fiercely. And on that day, I have to go and do a hobby of mine, mm -hmm. something that brings joy into my life. So for me, that's being creative in the digital space. And yep. that involves a lot of undigital or non-digital work as well so i actually take that time to often dream up my ideas and that sometimes does end up leading to work as well because some of my ideas naturally because my work's my calling mm. leads to that but by having that time where i'm actually doing my hobby it allows for me to be much more creative in my job and so if you find yourself in a rut i don't know if you've ever experienced this where you were just in a in a rut and you can't get out of it, I've found myself actually, look, I just need to stop mm. and yep. be quiet for a couple of days and it comes back. Yep. And, I mean, that's the beauty of going on holidays, you know, even just being out of your regular town, your regular streets and seeing new things, even if it's just like, a, you know, a mini break, a weekend away. I was very blessed and had 12 weeks away for long service this year. And, yep. you know, we were busy, but we were seeing new things every day. And it was just so refreshing just to have that mental break away. And, yeah, I came back with loads of ideas. Mm. And as an adult with HFA, I naturally want to be constantly on the go because if I don't have something I'm doing, I'm... Often with, HR, with, with myself, with my anxiety, my self-worth has sometimes come from the amount of things that I'm doing. 
mm-hmm. and recognizing that has been a, a bit of a challenge, especially as a first year pastor, because I'm, I want to be doing a lot so that I'm recognized and my uh, seen to be a very, very good employee, mm-hmm. but actually stopping and saying, actually, no, my worth comes from the attention I give and how much I give to those around me and how much I'm giving them my time and, and valuing that has kind had to forcefully reverse that. And mm. I've found myself being in a space now where I'm starting, it's only in, in its infancy, so I'm going to probably still fall back a bit. I'm starting to be able to more intentionally take self-care time. So it's a journey. You're not going to find yourself taking self-care after one week. It's going to take a long time to build that habit. Mm. Uh, I finished a book mm. recently called Atomic Habits by James Clear. I don't know if you've seen that book, but it's all about building building habits and how that happens. And you can't, as humans, we we're constantly talking about habit building. Oh, if you just do this for six weeks, you build a habit. Mm. But what he suggests is you try and change one thing a year. Mm-hmm. So for me, this year has been to actually do self care because I knew I'd become a workaholic straight away. Mm-hmm. And so it's taken nearly 12 months and I think I'm starting to get the hang of it. Yeah. Yeah. And so I don't know what the structure is because it's becoming a habit. It's becoming, okay, I take time here. I just sit down and I do nothing. Yeah. So let's do a brainstorm together mm-hmm. for practical strategies for how we can disconnect. Not just not just in the holidays, but, you know, as we dive into a new year. Yeah. What do you find that works? Uh, this is going to sound very uh, millennial. I've actually, I've actually deleted social media aside from Reddit off my phone. Mm-hmm. I could still get Instagram on there because that's a part of my work. Yeah. But it's not on my first page. Yeah. So I've actually intentionally done that because I found myself whenever I take self-care, I just end up opening my phone and scrolling down Facebook for a few hours, liking everyone's mm-hmm. photos. And then what have I done with that time? Yeah. And is, is, that, is that a permanent thing or is that just in the holidays? It's a permanent thing. Awesome. I've got Facebook on my iPad because yep. I have to use that for work, but I don't really use it for personal things anymore. I just kind of, I've just disconnected from that for all, at least for a couple more months yep. until I can bring it back into my life in a more healthy way. Yep. So that's probably one of the strategies is to work out a way to disconnect from social media as well. I found that was sucking up my self-care time. And certainly I've tried that too, but mainly less like over, you know, over the Christmas break, which is kind of hard because if you're taking photos and my phone doesn't sync, you can't really post, but that's kind of good too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that, that's one thing. Probably another, another thing that I do is I work out what's more, what my fireman's coat is, whether you're a parent, a full-time parent, a part-time worker, whatever it is, you've got stresses in your life mm-hmm. and you need to work out a way to remove those stresses when you walk into your home with mm-hmm. your family and for your self-care time. So what's your fireman's coat? For me, as I said before, it's I put my technology away, I shut my office door, and that's that part of my life there. Mm-hmm. It doesn't always work, obviously. It's not perfect, yeah. mm-hmm. but it really helps to improve how, my, how engaged I am in that self-care time and to disconnect from the, the stresses of life. Yep, yep. For me, I come home and it's just yeah, coming upstairs to the ensuite, <laughs> yep. having five minutes. And just just being <laughs> a little bit of quiet, and then getting changed, get the work clothes mm-hmm. off, so mm-hmm. a comfy comfy dress, summer dress, yeah, or some trackies in winter. And or PJ, some that's, people. That's, mm. Everyone will have a different way. It might be yeah. 
before you open up the front door, you might associate your keys with that. Some people do yeah. that. They associate their, their house keys with putting them in. I'm home. Okay. Put my car keys on the hook. That's it. Yeah. Work it out for yourself because everyone has a different thing that really is a, whether it's breathing exercises, maybe five minutes of yoga, who knows what it is. Yeah. One thing I've started the last six weeks is making it non-negotiable to do a quick stretch before hopping to bed. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. just, yeah, a hammy stretch, a spiral stretch and yeah, stretching my back. And I find that that just helps me get to sleep so much quicker. And I don't then wake up as much in the night. Mm, wow. Yeah. yeah well, that's another really good strategy. Yeah. I might have to give that a go sometime because I found myself yeah. recently waking up in the night thinking yeah. about those things I'm being stressing about. And probably another thing that I'd really strongly suggest is to find an accountability partner. Yep. It's a daunting thing to ask someone to keep you accountable, right? But as a pastor, we all find account- someone who isn't necessarily a pastor but someone else in our lives to keep us accountable to things and so you can find someone who can check in hey are you looking after yourself and ask you a couple of questions about it and you really encourage you to grow in that yeah it's 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 handy just to get ideas one thing i've started since being back from holidays is trying to get finishing work earlier on one day having one less client and trying to get to yoga once a week. Again, just for that mm. stretch and just for stopping <laughs> with some nice music. <laughs> yeah. And also that's also probably with other people as well that are also in that space. And yeah. Oh, the room is packed. Be, it's so popular. But that would be encouraging as well as, hey, I can do this because other people are doing it. I've often found myself um, in a space where I feel guilty because other people aren't doing what I'm doing. Because mm. I can't, I don't, I'm at home and everyone else is out busy making, making, the money and I'm like, actually no hmm. I'm allowed to stop yeah and probably another actual really good practical strategy is to find a a room in your house whether it's your bedroom or for you it might be ensuite or could be your lounge room but a space that is a work talk free zone hmm. uh, John Gottman suggests this in his five principles for a successful marriage but maybe you might be stand around the bench and you talk about your day with your partner mm. and like, oh, I had this really stressful thing at work. This is what happened. And then you can encourage each other. And then when you step into your, in, into those other spaces in your house, that's a work talk free zone. Yeah. And it allows you to connect in a in more intentional way with each other's personalities and with yourself as well. Yeah. And I guess that kind of links in with, you know, shaping your environment in having structure and boundaries around for example no phones at the table for dinner time trying to have dinner at the table rather than Mm -hmm. watching tv you know all Mm -hmm. the time which is you know which is often common you're having like a basket for all the teenagers to put the devices in (laughs) after a certain time one of my mentors he's just bought a safe for all of his kids Mm -hmm. put their devices in because they kept on finding where they were hiding Uh, the phones yeah so they've just bought a safe put all the devices in when they're having screen-free time. Yep. And another one of my friends, he's also doing what's called a digital Sabbath mm-hmm. where he completely removes himself from all digital technology for 24 hours just to reset. So you got to, there's all different ways you can, yeah. when you just do a bit of a search on Google or on Facebook, you'll find a lot of people who are doing this sort of thing and you might find something that works for yourself. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I have some more ideas to finish off the holidays and to try and (laughs) keep things in check from week to week. Oh, well, thank you so much for 
for your tips and um, for sharing about your strategies for disconnecting. Oh, and, and I think just for being vulnerable too, for acknowledging that, you know, it is hard and we do feel guilty for taking time out. But we need to, to be perfect. Yeah. We need to really just try and um, be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Now, thank you for having me on. It's been a real pleasure and happy to come on in the future as well anytime and just talk about different things around high-functioning autism as an adult or even as a kid. So, no, thank you for having me on. Yeah, you're welcome. And if you have any questions that we can chat with Andrew about next time, just, yeah, shoot me an email or message through the website or social media. Thank you. Great. Thank you. See ya. Thank you for joining me on the Live Skills for Kids podcast, providing you with superstar parenting tips and empowering you to be the rock in your child's life. Do you have an anxious child and feel overwhelmed and unsure how to help them? Check out my book, Teaching Kids to Manage Anxiety, Superstar Practical Strategies to help your anxious child move from fear and worry to confidence and peace. See you next time.